Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. Why don't you take your Bibles today and meet me in Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go down to verse 17 and talk today about the subject of illumination. This is very important because if you don't have proper light, it can really affect things in a very negative way in the natural. But in the spiritual, it's even more important that we receive the illumination necessary to walk in the light of God's Word and be very pleasing to God by living the life that He's called us to live and doing the things He's called us to do. Praise God. All of this is associated with proper illumination. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go into Your Word today that Your Holy Spirit would supply illumination, light, and understanding so that we can apply Your Word to our life today and live lives that are pleasing to You. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank You, Heavenly Father. Amen and Amen. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, this is one of the prayers of the Apostle Paul. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So we have two things. We have the spirit of wisdom, and we have the spirit of revelation. Revelation in many ways is illumination, because revelation means to unveil. So the unveiling means that something we have not been able to see before, we can see it now because it has been illuminated by the Spirit. So you take these two things together, the Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of unveiling or illumination, and this gives us access into the knowledge of Him. So wisdom and illumination in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, it's not just light being shed about a random subject. It's light that is unveiling to us the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Now the word enlightened in the Greek could also there be, be translated as meaning to be flooded with light. So your inner man, your spiritual understanding, ladies, your inner woman, is going to be flooded with light. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know. And that's what's so amazing is that light brings a knowing about God, about His kingdom, about His ways, that if we don't have that light, we're not going to be aware of it. And so, Paul launches into three things that he is praying that would be revealed or illuminated to the church in Ephesus. And that would be number one, the hope of his calling, number two, the riches of his glory, and number three, the exceeding greatness of his power towards us as a believer. And that, that power would be the resurrection and ascension power. So he's praying that those things be illuminated to the believers there in Ephesus. You know, there's things that God wants us to understand. He wants us to know, and we, we're we not supposed to be in the dark. We need that same illumination. We need the same Holy Spirit to come and help us so that we don't find ourselves sitting in darkness. Now, let's go back to Psalm 18. Psalm 18, verse 28, 
it says, For you will light my lamp. Now, the lamp here can be a reference to the direction that God has for you, but also lamp is used to symbolize your spirit. Now, you are a spirit, you have a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, but you also live in a body. Okay? It's called the three part nature of man. So, for you will light my lamp. That's illumination on the inside. God illuminating your lamp or your spirit, your inner being. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Now, darkness sometimes can represent sin, and many times it does. But darkness can also be used to represent not necessarily sin, but just not knowing what to do. You could say, well, I'm in the dark on that. I don't know what decision to make. Now, both decisions could be good. You want to make the right one, but you could just not know what it is. So in a sense, you're in the dark. No, you're not in sin, but you need illumination. You need that, you, you need that light of God to come and to light up that area so that you know what to do. You know, you can write a book and have a really good book, but if you don't give it the right title, let's say you've wrote good content, but you're not illuminated on giving your your book a good title, well, although the, the content is good, if the title is not a good catchy title, then that that wrong title will cause that book to not get the exposure and to not get the sales that it could rightfully deserve. So it's, these things are very, very important that we have proper illumination. You know, you can, you can have an album, you could write an album of really good music, maybe it has 12 songs on it, but you know, you're going to need to take the best songs on that album and present them to a producer. But if you pulled the wrong song, and you know, I, I want them to hear this song, but that's not the sample that would be the best representation of your best work. Well, you know, you, if you don't get the right song, then you can cause that whole album to be unsuccessful. So we need to have the right light so that we make the right choices, because there's many areas of our life that we're going to need this illumination. And while education is very important, there's an area of intellectual ability that cannot reach into the spiritual. Well, the intellectual can't actually can't reach into the spiritual at all. But you have to develop your spirit because when the light shines forth, it comes inwardly and then illuminates outwardly. And that illumination within your spirit begins to affect your, even your mental understanding. And then you can grasp things that you maybe couldn't grasp or learn or memorize or retain before. So this inner light illuminating us from within, our spirits being illuminated is very, very important because it causes light to shine forth with, uh, within us, throughout us, and yes, even outwardly out from us, praise God. So here we can see that God can enlighten our darkness. When I grew up in church, uh, um, you know, I grew up in church all, all my life pretty much, but there were many things that I know now that we did not know back then. Even certain doctrinal truths we did not know. When we were raised in church, we did not believe in musical instruments. 
we were taught that if you had a piano in the church, you would go to hell for that. Uh, so we we had no music, no, no no drums, nothing, not a not a ukulele, no, no, nothing, not even a harmonica. We didn't have anything. We believed all that was wrong. You could say that we were saved. We had the light of salvation, but in many other areas of God's blessing and God's goodness, we did not have illumination. Were we born again? Yes. But did these other wonderful blessings of God, were we aware of them? No. Uh, I think it's very important that maybe even right now, you ask, you ask the Lord, Lord, is there something that you want me to know that I don't know? Maybe I'm not aware of. Lord, is there something that you would like to illuminate my understanding of that perhaps right now, although I'm saved, maybe I'm still in darkness in this area. I believe it takes a humble heart to ask that of the Lord, but I believe that there are things out there that are still yet known to our uh, understanding, and as we keep growing in the Lord, we begin to make richer and more wonderful discoveries about the Lord. I remember uh, later in life when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, because when I grew up in church, you know, it was taught from my pastor and from the denomination that I belong to that, you know, there's no more modern day miracles, uh, there's no more tongues, and uh, you know, the Pentecostals who say that there are tongues that, you know, that's all of the devil and they're deceived or demon possessed, and you know, stay away from, stay away from anybody that speaks in tongues. So, although we grew up with that, we were born again, had the light of salvation, but in these other areas we had darkness. But when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it was then that I understood why for so many years when we sat in church, why were the lights so dim? Because even in the natural you would think, boy, it sure would be good if we had some more powerful light bulbs, we could, you know, you couldn't even see good in the natural. So I realized that was a reflection or a result of what was going on in the spiritual. Yes, we were saved. Did we have a lot of light? No, we had some light, but we were not brightly lit up or illuminated. So I'm just saying that there's more that God has for us, and we need to walk in the spirit of wisdom and unveiling or illumination, so that the eyes of our understanding are just saturated with light in the knowledge of Jesus, then we begin to understand the Lord, we begin to understand His plan for our lives, and everything begins to make sense and work the way God wants it to work. Praise God. You know, um, there I, rem I remember growing up in church, there was a woman that sat in our church over towards the right, probably about halfway up towards the front. And my mother told me and, and my, my brothers that we were going to go visit her at her house. Well, I didn't really want to visit this lady, you know, because she's kind of like, to me, kind of creepy. Was she saved? Yes. Uh, but she was under looking back at it, she was definitely under demonic oppression. No, she was not possessed. Demonic possession denotes ownership. Well, Jesus owned her, and she's born again in her spirit, but because we didn't have a we hardly had any knowledge about the supernatural realm. We, we hardly, we just knew that there's spiritual life and there's spiritual death. Spiritual life in Christ, outside of Christ, you, you're, you're lost. So we knew the basics, but outside of that, 
we were not aware of demons or angels or anything like that. But even to me as a young child, I knew there was something kind of like creepy about that lady. And so when my mother took me and my brothers to her house, kind of like a, uh, you know, like a visitation to encourage her and stuff like that. My mother was just trying to talk to her and minister to her and encourage her. You know, that lady said, she's, uh, she was an older lady. She said, every Sunday when I sit in church, and she pulled out some of her um, uh, handkerchiefs. You don't remember back in the day when people would take handkerchiefs and they would blow their nose. We didn't have tissues back then. We had handkerchiefs, cloth handkerchiefs. She said, I just go through these handkerchiefs every time I come to church. She said, when I'm, when I'm done, I can just wring them out. She said, my nose just runs nonstop. And, uh, you know, looking back, I could, now, now I could easily realize that lady had a demon. She had a demon that was afflicting her body, and her, it would just cause her nose to run continually, just with tremendous drainage. And you'd be thinking, how can her nose run that much? And she's just wringing out handkerchiefs, uh, squeezing them out like a washcloth or something. But just being in her house, I, I, even as a child, I thought, this is creepy. I didn't say anything. I told my brothers, I thought it, they thought it was too. But this is like being in a haunted house. And you know what? Looking back, I can see her house was haunted. There were many spirits in that house. And even as a little child, uh, you know, I, I could, I was picking that stuff up. How come we couldn't, how come we as a church, as Christians, oh, couldn't minister to her and help her? We didn't have light. We didn't have light. Do you remember that when the Lord Jesus started His ministry there in Mark chapter 1, He goes to a synagogue. I mean, His ministry is just beginning. And He goes to a synagogue, and He starts teaching, and a man speaks out in the synagogue. He's probably gone there every, uh, you know, every time the synagogue doors are open for ministry, He's probably there listening to the sermon. But when Jesus comes, and He starts teaching, the evil spirit in Him spoke out, and said, we know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Have you come to torture us and torment us before the time? And Jesus rebuked the Spirit and said, come out of him in the name. Oh, I don't, he, of course, he didn't use his name, but he said, he said, come out of him. And the evil spirit came out. Now, here's what's amazing, is that all that time that man would go to that synagogue and there would be no manifestation, at least not big and ugly like that with the demon speaking through the man's vocal cords. But why would that happen when Jesus was there? Because of the light that he carried. He is the light of the world. And when he's up there ministering, it's just bringing exposure to the enemy. And it, you know, it caused that manifestation. And it, uh, Jesus was able to deliver that man. My friends, we are the carriers of the light of the Lord to the world. And don't be surprised if, you know, you're, um, you're out and about. But just because of who you are in the Lord, there are these manifestations. And you, know, you need to respond and deliver people. Uh, me and Kelly, we we um, we had a friend who was one of the bus drivers there in Orange County, California, when we used to live in California, and she was driving the bus. And actually, it was the day that her supervisor was going to ride along and gauge her, you know, driving ability and gauge her progress. She'd already been working there for two years. But this was the day the supervisor rode the bus and kind of like watched her and took notes and stuff like that. Well, while she's driving the bus, she uh, pulls over, picks some people up, and there was a lady that was sitting there, and the lady began to, uh, a, ma a man's voice began to speak through her and growl, 
Well, our, our friend, the spirit field and knows about uh, getting people delivered and set free. Well, she just, you know, put the bus in park, uh, stood up, walked over to her and said, come out in the name of Jesus. And that thing came out and the lady goes, oh, she said, thank you so much. She said, that thing came out of me. And she just said, you know, my, our friend said, well, the Lord bless you. Got back in her seat, started driving. But, you know, that supervisor over there making notes. And, um, uh, you know, I think she ended up losing her job because of that. Uh, but you know what? That was, that was like a, a moment for her where she just, she had to go for it. And she did. And she ended up getting a better job anyhow. So, you know, but my friends, we are carriers of the light and the glory of the Lord. So don't, don't be surprised if, if you get, you get those reactions. Uh, they're not reacting to you. They're reacting to Christ in you. It happens to me and my wife often when we get on airplanes, uh, if, if, if you're sitting next to somebody, I, we've had people just look at us and manifest right there on, on, on the spot. And they don't even know they're doing it because they're so possessed that these spirits just control their, their, their voice, their facial expressions and things that are just, uh, that are just full blown manifestations. So, you know, you just have to walk on with the Lord and smile and know when to, when to engage and when not to praise God. But the Lord wants us to be able to help people. Lord, we give you praise today. So let's continue on John chapter eight, verse 12 is a scripture that I just quoted to you about Jesus being the light of the world. Let's take a look at that just for a moment. John chapter eight, verse 12 then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So he is the light of the world, and he's, he's the only light. There's no other way to God, the Father, except through Jesus, the Son, who is the only mediator between God and man. Praise the Lord. So he's the light of the world. Any other voice claiming to be the light is a false voice is actually an antichrist or a false Christ. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Have you ever had to walk somewhere where you didn't have proper light and you, uh, you found out how easy it is to stumble or have an injury. I remember one time when I was in college and I, I guess I felt a little bit lazy and I didn't do my, uh, my normal workout in the morning or afternoon uh, because that scheduled day was scheduled to be a long run. So I told my friend, I said, we, I just said, let's just do it at night. You know, and he goes, uh, okay. So we, we ran at night and that day we were scheduled to run like 12 miles or 15 miles or something like that. And, you know, we got into it, and first of all, our bodies felt out of rhythm because it's something we should have already had got done earlier in the day, and now your body's wanting to rest, and so it, we just, we had the most miserable run, and we both said, we're never going to do this again. This is just, this is not good. But, you know, one of the things we also noticed is just that uh, when you're running at night, especially if you're fatigued and there's not proper lighting, so easy to just step off of a little curb or something like that, roll your ankle or just, uh, you know, not see a pothole or something like that. So you really want to walk the path that God has for you with the most, with the most illumination that you can possibly get. I don't think that you can get 
too much illumination. I think that the Lord can help us just to get uh, turning it up brighter and brighter and brighter. As that day draws closer, we will receive more and more illumination, and that's God's plan for our life. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You're either in the kingdom of God's dear Son, which is the kingdom of light, or you're in the kingdom of darkness, which is governed and ruled by Satan himself. There's no other kingdom besides those two. Praise the Lord. And we thank God that in Christ we are in the light. Now, let me give you a couple of examples of how the Holy Spirit can help bring illumination to your journey. We are on a pilgrimage. And it's a lengthy pilgrimage. It, uh, when we get to heaven, it's going to, and look back on it, it will seem like, whoosh, you know, it went real quick. And I've been told by people that when they're in the very latter stages of their life, it just seems like their whole life rushed by. And I, I, I can understand that a little bit. But nevertheless, our pilgrim journey is a, is a lengthy journey. So we have to stay focused. We have to stay on that path because there's many dangers on the left and the right. And we have to stay in the place where there is constant illumination. Let me give you a few things that can help shed light on your journey. I would like for you to read with me from 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. Now, I think there's many methods of how God can illuminate your path, but I, I just want to give a couple today, although they're, they're numerous. I want to give a couple of them because I sense by the Holy Spirit that the Lord could very well choose one of these examples as a way to bring illumination to you, perhaps even today. So be ready for what the Lord could, can have tailor-made for you, okay? 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, and them would be of course the prophecies, that, that, that by them, by those prophecies, you may wage the good warfare. What is the good warfare? It's the fight of faith. It's, it's holding to the Word of God, holding to the promises of God, and possessing the inheritance that God has for you. Uh, don't ever forget that when the Israelites crossed the Jordan to go into the Canaan land to possess their Canaan land, uh, that meant warfare. Uh, that, that meant you're going into a place where there's an enemy, and although the enemy was terrified, they had heard that how the Israelites had crossed the Jordan during flood stage, and how the waters had split, and were backed up, and not only that, they had another miracle because they crossed on dry ground. And so the enemy heard about that, and they were very afraid, but the enemy said, well, if you want it, you're still going to have to come and take it, because we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're shaking in our boots, but we're not going to give it to you. You're going to have to fight. Well, crossing the Jordan means you're going into a place of warfare. So you, you have to understand that it is a fight of faith, and one of these things that will bring light and illumination to God's plan for you and for your life is prophecy. Now, I wrote this down earlier today. Prophecy is the spotlight of the Holy Spirit revealing an aspect of God's unique plan for your life. Let me read that one more time. 
prophecy is the spotlight of the Holy Spirit, which reveals an aspect of God's unique plan for your life. When you get a prophetic word, that prophetic word is actually illuminating God's will, God's plan, God's path for your life. And when you get you get those good prophecies, you're basically getting illumination. And when prophecy comes, it comes in a sense where you don't know what the whole book is. You may not know the whole chapter, but you sure got some good insight into the present uh, uh, the phase or what's coming up. I tell you what, it really will just bring a spotlight in there. It really does help. Sometimes prophecy shows you right where you're at. Sometimes maybe a few months, sometimes maybe even a few years out ahead. But oh, is it a blessing on giving you understanding about your personal path along this journey that we make as spiritual pilgrims. We're just passing through. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we need as much light as possible. Open your heart to receive the gift of prophecy, where you receive prophetic words from people, and also you primarily are ready to minister prophetic words to people, because prophecy is such a blessing into the lives of people. It will encourage them, comfort them, and it will strengthen them, but it's also, it's also illuminating God's plan for their life. Okay? Now, the next one also I want to share with you, and I want you to be expecting that God could also use this venue of blessing as well. And perhaps there are some, and I believe there would be, of course, that maybe you haven't experienced what we're about to look at. But I just want you to be open to it. We, we can't force it to happen, you know, a certain way, because that's the Holy Spirit who is causing these manifestations. But I believe that when we are aware of them, and that God can flow in certain ways, then it gives more more of an opening for that to happen, because now we have a framework of scriptural faith and foundation from which these events can launch from our lives. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 30, take a look at this in verse 21. It says, your ears, okay, touch your ears just for a moment. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Okay, so if you get that voice, and you have a, a voice speak to you saying, this is the way, walk in it, what is that going to do? Well, that is going to bring illumination. That is going to shine God's light on the right choice, okay? Because sometimes in life, you find yourself with options, and maybe they're both good, and sometimes maybe not two, maybe maybe three, well, Pastor Stephen, if I'm faced with that, what should I do? Can I give you a little secret, a little tip? This is what I've learned. If you're faced with a situation where you have options, and you don't, you don't know, step back and say, Lord, you choose. Woo! You understand, there are some believers, bless their heart, they're going to always, they're going to do it their way. And but I, I do want you to know that God loves you, and He is your Heavenly Father, and He actually, he actually knows you better than you know your, yourself. And if you were to let Him choose, He could choose and pick for you, and 
trust me, if he chooses, if he chooses, you're going to absolutely love it. Praise the Lord. He'll he'll always get it right. So if you have multiple options, and uh, you you sense God is shining light, then step back and say, Lord, which one? And He'll shine the light on the right one. So work with the Lord on that. Uh, show a yielding heart. Don't always don't always say, Lord, I know it. Uh, give, give the Lord opportunity to, as a loving Father, to guide you and help you. And I believe you'll be very happy with the results. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Praise God. That of course could, uh, you know, be a job choice. That could be a location or relocation choice. Where do you go? Do you go? You go west? Do you go east? What do you do? And I've had situations like that before, and the Lord has spoken. Now, as it says here, your ears shall hear a word behind you. Now, if you're hearing the word behind you, uh, as if a voice is speaking to you, let me tell you who that is. because people have asked me before, how do you know, Pastor Stephen, how do you know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of an angel? Okay, the voice of an angel will be on the outside of you, okay? You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in your body. So when you're picking up on that voice, if it's outside coming from the periphery, then that is an angel. As it says here, your ears shall hear word behind you. Oftentimes, I, I would probably say 80% of the times when an angel has spoken to me, would you believe they've actually been standing behind me? I, I don't know why it's like that, but so many times when I've heard that voice of an angel, they're standing behind me. Sometimes I turn around to look. Uh, sometimes I get the message and it's so clear and I'm so satisfied. I don't even look. I just thank the Lord. Although sometimes it is fun to look, praise God. And the Lord doesn't mind if you do that. But if it's if that voice is coming from what would appear to be the outside or behind you, that's the angel. Now, if the voice seems to come from within and it reverberates from within, from your spirit, and and, and some young believers, they would say, I, I heard the audible voice of God. Well, it seemed audible physically, but you actually heard it spiritually. Because trust me, if there were other people around, they maybe wouldn't have heard anything. What, what you're hearing is still in the spirit realm, but it can echo with such a boom or with such an authority that it even even your it would appear that your physical ears are picking it up. So that would be the voice of God. It comes from the inside because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, and the Holy Spirit He speaks. It's internal, and it would just it kind of like reverberates from the inside out. Praise God. So that's the difference. But that can also be a wonderful blessing. Be open to that. Again, maybe you've never had that happen. Don't try to make it happen because this is something that the Holy Spirit would do. But I'm just saying that this is not rare. This is not rare. I've talked with many people that they've they've heard a voice. you can tell when it's false and when it's real. Okay, when you serve the Lord, you love God, uh, there, there's also a buffer, there's a protection, and you know, uh, oftentimes it, it's the holy angel. Trust me, if it's an evil angel, you don't have to dig very deep to find out. If, if, it's, a, if, it's, an angel, if it's an evil angel, just, just ask that being, that spirit being, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? If it's an evil spirit, they'll say no, he did not. Well, you know that's a that's a that's a that's a um, false light. That's a false angel. Reject it, 
and command it to leave in the name of Jesus, and it will. Praise the Lord. So we don't, we don't listen to every vo- voice. We, we judge the voices, and we filter through the Word of God what is of God and what is not. But still, please be open, because uh, this, is, this, is, uh, this is not the main way that God leads His people, but it's not rare either for an angel to give a word or a message or to give some direction and guidance like that. Okay? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go now to Psalm 119, and let's go to verse 105. It says, Your word is a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. So, this is the number one way in which God gives you illumination. All of these things will illuminate, and I'm highlighting a few because I sense and an anointing on them. I sense prophecy coming to you. I sense angelic help and support coming to you. But I also know that should it not be so spectacular, I do know that the Word will always help you. Now, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Scriptures, or as the old King James Version says, to quicken the Word. To quicken the Word means that the Word is alive. And when the Holy Spirit quickens the Word, it's not dry, uh, it's not boring, but it's actually very vibrant. And you really get in that anointing, and it's, uh, there is an anointing where it's just like, no matter what page you turn on to, it's just lit up. It's just illuminated, and it's all living. Now, wouldn't it be nice if we were always like that all of the time? Well, by, by God's grace, as the illumination increases, may it be so. But my friends, we need the Holy Spirit because He will illuminate the Scripture, because there are things in the Word of God that no matter how smart you are with your natural mind, no matter how intellectually gifted you are, or how educated you are, there are some things you cannot figure out in Scripture with your mind. Why? It is a spiritual book, and it takes someone with spiritual understanding to understand it, because this is knowledge in Christ. It's not just basic knowledge or educational knowledge like we're studying a textbook. This is a living Word, and the Holy Spirit breathes the life of God upon it, and what does it do? It produces illumination, and it gives us guidance. Your Word is a lamp. Okay, that's illumination. It's a lamp to my feet. Your feet need to have a well-lit path so that you don't stumble, so that you don't trip, and so that you're not injured or hurt. And it says, Your Word is a light to my path. So we're taking all the illumination we can, and God is going to help you so that you reach that destination that He has planned for you. You're going to make it all the way, and you're going to enjoy the light. Praise God. So God's Word is essential. Anything that would begin to deviate from the Scriptures and the revealed Word of God be very careful, because it's taking you in the darkness. And when you go in the darkness, if you keep going in the darkness, it gets darker and darker and darker, and can go into a place of gross darkness. And there is a place of darkness in the natural. It's like inky black. And I, I went way down uh, into the earth one time on a, a cave exploring expedition. And looking back on it, we probably shouldn't have done it. It was very dangerous. And I think God really protected us because we um, 
we overrode some safety things. That, that was when I, when I was in my early 20s. And I was very happy to get out of that cave. But, uh, you know, you go underground for almost, uh, oh, it was a long time, like maybe getting close to two days. And you go way down, talking like a mile down, you could turn the lights out. And it is extremely disorienting because it is so thick, dark, you can't, you can't see anything even right in front of your face. So that's what it was like. And some of the things that we went through, I was never so happy to get out of that cave. And I said, Lord, that's caves are not my thing. Woo, praise the Lord. So we want to stay in the light naturally, but very importantly, spiritually, we are people of God. We are the people of light and we're going to heaven where it is so illuminated. There's not even a shadow. Praise God. So we want to stay in the light. We want to stay in the God in God's word so that we stay in a place of safety and protection. You know, on, along the North Carolina coast, we used to have a lot of lighthouses because our coast can be very deceptive to ships. Now they've all been retired or decommissioned because of GPS and the satellites telling all of the ships with their GPS transponders where all of these, you know, danger zones are at so the ships can stay away. But, you know, with North Carolina, you could be 35 miles off the coast and think, oh, this is deep water. And there are reefs out there that are just 20, 20 to 30 feet deep. And so you could be sailing, sailing along or going along with your boat thinking, well, we're, you know, it's, it's a mile deep. And suddenly you're in waters that are only 20 or 30 feet deep. So, you know, there's this whole area of North Carolina that's just, you know, like a, a graveyard of ships. So they would have to have those lighthouses. And what would those lighthouses do? It's saying, danger, danger, get out of this area. So when you have illumination, you have wisdom. You have good understanding. You have protection. My friends, walk in the light of God's Word. Stay in that light. Don't ever go into darkness. Don't ever uh, get lulled into these things that would say, hey, this will feel good. This will be fun. Uh, uh, you know, anything that would deviate from light, don't go for it. It's a lie. It'll hurt you. It is a deception. Stay in the light. Stay in the truth. And continue on your safe journey all the way to your destination. Heavenly Father, we pray today that as we look to you for illumination, that you would just release all the light that we need to walk in truth and to walk in our destiny and to discover wonderful things that perhaps have been veiled to us before because of lack of illumination. So, Father God, bring those revelations, bring those uh, understanding of those understandings of wonderful truth that will help us. Father, we're ready to receive. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Watch this. This illumination that the Holy Spirit is going to help you with will take you to a new level uh, in your walk with God. Praise the Lord. Let's take Holy Communion today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice together with me, and let's pray over it. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We bless the bread and the juice. We consecrate it. This is now the flesh and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, when we look at it with our natural eyes, it still looks like bread, and it still looks like just a cup of grape juice. But we know by faith that this is now the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus because we have revelation, we have had unveiling from Your Word, and we know that we are receiving Holy Communion. So Father, right now we thank You for the body 
of Jesus. We proclaim his death until he comes. We thank you that he's coming again. And in the interim, we thank you for divine health. We thank you for a sound mind. We thank you for a heart after you. We thank you for financial strength and prosperity. We thank you for blessing us so that we can be a blessing to many, many others. Father, we thank you. We receive the body of Jesus now and the strength that's contained in the life of his flesh. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you that as we receive the blood of Jesus, we thank you for forgiveness of all sins, cleansing of all sins. We thank you, Father God, for illumination. Lord, open up the scriptures. Father, even as David said, Lord, let me behold wondrous things out of thy law. So, Lord, that beholding these new things comes by illumination. Father, illuminate the scriptures. Father, illuminate us in the knowledge of your Son. Now, Father, we thank you. We thank you for empowerment. We thank you for strength. We thank you for joy. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Let's receive the blood of the Lord Jesus together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, trust the Lord for it. Believe the Lord for illumination. And also look for those special spotlight moments where the Holy Spirit highlights more light on your path. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time.